Welcome to the Vineyard Northridge Weekly Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Dennis Kozloff. For more information about our church, visit our website at vineyardnorthridge.org or find us on social media at Vineyard Northridge. Good morning, church. Yay! Yay! So much stuff going on here. By now, I forget that I'm supposed to preach. Okay, all right. Uh, good to see you guys. I, uh, we missed, we've been away. We, we've, been, uh, we've been traveling to Seattle. I've been in another church doing a conference there. And I missed our worship. And that's, that's amazing. God is gathering his worshipers. I mean, I tried to tell myself, stop talking about how wonderful worship here is. But I'm so impressed. I'm so excited about it. So I, I love it to be here. I'm glad you're here such a good thing to be able to worship, just to abandon yourself and give yourself to praising the Lord Jesus. Angels come and stuff begins to happen. That's awesome. Well, anyway, let's get to the sermon. Uh, we continue our series of messages called Joining God. We, what we mean by joining God, we join God in what He's doing. And we've gone already through almost half of the mess, uh, series, maybe one-third, I don't know. So my message today is about a very important phenomenon that is part of speaking. Well, I, I gave myself part of this joining God. It's, I want to talk about speaking of God. And I'm challenged because I look at all of you, and I know some of you, and I know that you're at very, very different stages of your life as far as in relation to speaking of God to you personally. So... I will kind of have to speak a little bit in general terms, in general strokes, but also I, I, will, I will need to give you some specifics. And I hope I can make it short, but I don't promise it, okay? <laughs> so you'll have to exercise your Christian forgiveness towards me. If, if I, but, but it's very important. So this is a key element in the process of joining yourself to God. God speaking. You know, I want to remind you a very basic truth. God has always spoken to his people. If you read the Bible from, from the beginning to the end, from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation, God has always spoken to his people. And his speaking, his speaking to his people is fundamental. And I'm reminding you, you're his people. He speaks to you. Some of you really doubt it. Some of you don't really believe that God speaks to you. But I want to tell you with all the authority that God gave me as a minister that God does speak to you. You might not be, well, that's a skill that you need to develop to learn it. There's a story in the Old Testament when a young boy was dedicated to the Lord and he lived in the temple of God. And there was a night when God began to speak to him and he said, Samuel, Samuel. And the guy got confused. He ran to his uh, boss, his, uh, the guy above him. He said, did you call me? He said, I didn't call you. Go back. So he went back, and it happened again and again. And then the, the, the older guy, the more mature guy, realized, oh, the God, the Lord must have spoken to him, and he doesn't know it. So that's some of you guys. God is speaking to you. You don't know it. You need to learn. It's a skill. You need to learn. There's a learning curve there. So, but it's very important. So today, I'll give you a few why we need to hear the Word of God how does God speak? And I'm going to give you a few specifics so that you would be able to put it into practice immediately, some of it. 
Unfortunately, just a Sunday sermon. Neil and I, we hope to launch a series of teaching seminars that would be apart from Sunday service. That if you are interested, you would be able to sign up and go uh, in a methodical, systematic way through some topics. And speaking of God to you is one of them. And it's very important to learn. So pray for us to be able to do those seminars in the future. So I want to start with this passage of Scripture, Hebrews 1.1. And in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times in various ways. Here you see the same truth that I've already told you, that that's the trademark of being people of God. That's a characteristic, like if you belong to God by the means of the covenant, one of the parts uh, of the covenant is that one of the essential parts of this covenant is that God speaks to you on a regular basis. Uh, and we are His people, He speaks to us. So that's my first point, God has always spoken to His people, that always been patterned in the Bible, He speaks to you. I want to ask you, why do we need to hear God speaking? Why do we need to learn to hear God speak to us personally? Well, first of us is because we really need it. It's our need. It's, it's not just, okay, there are things in life that you would say, oh, it's just not my thing. It's not my forte. That's not one of those things. You cannot say, oh, listening, hearing God is not my thing. It's just for spiritual people. It's not for me. No, it's your thing. You can't say it's not my thing, it's not my forte, it's your thing. Why? Because you really, really need it. It's, it's, your, it's not a luxury. It's not an extracurriculum, how do you call it, extracurriculum activity, right? It's, it's, it's a vital skill for you as a, as a child of God. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. That's an amazing image. He calls us his sheep and it's not an insult. What's the main characteristic of a ship? Vulnerability. Well, somebody said dumb, right? <laughs> well, we, yeah, well, it might appear that way, but it just, I don't know whether it's by, by, because of the fall of human race or from the beginning by default. I have no clue. All I know is that's a genius imagery used by Jesus. You and I are compared in our spiritual walk to sheep. Sheep are so vulnerable that they will literally die without a shepherd. If, you, if left unattended, basically sheep would uh, wander astray, grow wool like crazy, become like a big fur bowl, and won't be able to move and feed and drink and just die. I mean, that's a good case scenario. Bad case scenario, wolf will get it. That's why sheep, they, they just need shepherd. And the image here, a shepherd walks and the sheep follows. A shepherd doesn't yell, he speaks. Jesus says, my sheep knows my voice, know my voice. So they follow in the proximity, close enough to hear what he's saying. That's you and I. That's why we need to learn to live like that. We follow Jesus and we expect, we open up, we, we, we know that every once in a while he's, he's going to speak to us and it's going to be a pivotal, pivotal moment. Our spiritual life hinges on this skill of listening and able to hear God's voice, God speaking. That's one reason we need it. The second reason, and by the way, I, I have a scripture, uh, Proverbs 16, 2. It says, 
All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord waits the spirit. You see, you, you hear what it says here? It says that, you know, you, you may think too high of your ability to perceive the future and make your decisions. But let me tell you something. I hope you already got to the point when you know it, that your decisions and your choices can easily be misguided. I mean, if you don't know it, I mean, it's kind of okay when you're a teenager. It's not okay when you're like older than 30 years old. Okay? So I know, and your education won't help you here. Like I have a master's degree. It doesn't help me to make stupid decisions. In the moment of making them, I think they're genius. I need a shepherd. You need a shepherd. You need to learn to hear his voice, to speak to you. No, don't go there. Go this way. Well, but this sounds good. I know, but turn this way and you'll know. Well, anyway, uh, the next reason is the second and even more important reason why we need to learn to hear his voice and receive his speaking is this. God created us for an intimate relationship with him, for an intimate friendship. And the primary way you develop friendship with someone, you talk and you listen. If all you do is talking, that's not going to be friendship. If, if Neil and I, we're good friends and we get together on a regular basis, but if we would get together on a regular basis and just keep quiet, that would be a very weird relationship. If a husband and wife, I know, I know, years go by and you can understand each other without speaking, but I beg you, speak. I beg you, speak. And don't assume that your wife has nothing new to tell you. Don't assume, wives, that your husband cannot surprise you. As soon as you think you exhausted a person, you know every single thing about them, your relationship is done. You, should, you need to understand that God created a human being according to an image of God. God's knowledge is inexhaustible. Knowledge of another person is inexhaustible too. So God is a person. You are a person. He enjoys talking to you, listening to you. And you need, to, you need to learn to enjoy talking to him and listening to him. And he is going to speak to you. He speaks to you already, but some of you don't know it, unfortunately. So that's there by design. It's not an option. You're designed to receive God speaking on a regular basis. And the third reason, and that's the reason that I need to stress today, because it's part of the series Joining God. And when I did this on uh, Thursday, Neil said, you really need to stress this point more because it's part of the series. And I agreed with him. I said, good call, Neil. The third reason we need God to learn to hear God speaking is because when God speaks, he almost always has a certain purpose in mind. God enjoys, he loves developing relationship with you, but he also wants to do stuff in this world. And guess what? He wants to do it through you. And the only reason to join yourself to the stuff that God wants to accomplish here is when you take time to wait upon Him to receive specific speaking and then to trust Him and step in faith upon that speaking. What Wes said we're going to write on one of the wings of the church in Springfield as in heaven, that a bold declaration that is only possible when you and I would learn to listen to Him and to obey. Uh, it, it will almost always, almost always 
will take your faith to, to leave your comfort zone and to step out into uncharted territory, but only in that territory you will see the hand of God that you have never seen before, and you will experience Him. If you don't take that step, there'll be no experience of God. There'll be theoretical knowledge of God. There'll be a lot of information accumulated about God, but there, there won't be an experience of God and there won't be an influence of God through you into the community. Does it make sense so far what I'm saying? I, I, I'm trying to teach. I'm not trying to preach today. I'm trying to teach. You know, I'm a preacher and I'll probably, you know, lose myself and preach every once in a while. So that's very important. I told you why. So... What do I have here? I, I need a drink of water. Give me a second. So I'll tell you, because we all are different levels, God always starts with personal level. So, I mean, don't feel bad about you being self-centered. That's the way things are, unfortunately. So I know that your problems seem to be the most important prob problems in the world. I understand that. Me the same way. I'm the same way. So God knows it. He understands it. He starts there. He starts on your personal level. So you have needs. You have genuine needs. You have concerns. You have burdens. You have problems. So you need to receive the word of God that would do something about those things. And it would shift things. It would change things. It would bring forth the change. I remember, I mean, I've heard God so many times in my life in this personal way when few seconds before he spoke, I felt horrible. I felt like I'm at the bottom of hell. And then he spoke, and all the shackles just broke into pieces. I remember I was, I had some, you know, childhood issues and problems in my life that, that, that kind of predisposed me to not trust people easily. And because of that, I also had a problem like feeling rejected very often that's that's a big spiritual problem God has dealt with most of it by now but it's still some shreds and pieces and I remember I was like years ago I was in Russia and one of those like demonic attacks came to me and I felt like I'm not nobody wants me nobody needs me nobody cares if I die nobody would even know the only people I have in my life is my wife and my kids and my wife she knows that I feel horrible, but she just went and went to bed and fell asleep just like that. And I felt like totally abandoned. I mean, I know it sounds childish, but I, I felt horrible. So I went to the kitchen, I opened the Bible, and I just started flipping through the pages, stopped in the book of, first book of Corinthians. And I think it was uh, verse 9. I even wrote this one somewhere. It doesn't matter, really. I, wrote, I read this verse. It says, God is faithful who called you into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. And all of a sudden, this printed word on a page of a book became God speaking to me. It, it came alive. And it was as if God himself came to me and said, hey, I'm here. And I'm totally here for you to have fellowship with you. Jesus is real. And I called you. You're, you my call, my, my primary call for your life is not ministry. is not anything. It's not even your family. It's to be in fellowship with my son, Jesus Christ. And all these burdens just fell apart. Just, just fell off me immediately. As I was sharing this message on Thursday. On Thursday we have sermon prep team. 
and there were several people here, and Karen, our Karen, you know Karen, the one that, that takes care of our kids very often, that's why she cannot be here on Sundays. So she shared this story. She said a couple of years ago, actually many years ago, she had a situation when somebody mistreated her and treated her very unjust, uh, unjustly and very, she was hurt. She was in pain and she couldn't think of anything else. She was, she, she was consumed by the thoughts and the feelings of pain caused by the actions of that person that did something grievous to her. And she was walking and she was like down because of that. And she couldn't get her mind to all that thing. And all of a sudden she heard God speaking to her, but I love that person. And then she came to the church and our sister Nancy, where's Nancy? Oh, everybody goes there. Yeah, Nancy. She came, I want to pray for you. And she started praying for her. And she, she, she didn't know about the situation. She prayed for her and then immediately started praying for that other person without knowing the situation. By, by, by these two experiences, that was God speaking to Karen. She was free from that thing. I know people who for decades, for years, they cannot be set free from this offense that they had. One word from God, or two words even better, you know, set you free. Set you free. So that's, that's a personal level. So we all start there, and I want you to start there. I want you to learn to hear God speaking on a personal level. Don't worry about being selfish. It's okay. It's fine. That's how God starts. Receive the word from God. Open up. Wait on Him. Ask for the word of God to come to you on the personal level to address your personal issues, and He will. He's faithful. He will. He's faithful. But then step up the game. Say, hey, God, I know it's not all about me, this world. I know that you have an agenda for this city, for Springfield, or for this church, or for my family, or for my uh, immediate environment, for, for people I work with, for my coworkers. Lord, begin to give me words for them. Ge begin to reveal to me, to speak to me, what is it that you're doing in relation to them so that I can join you and I can see you moving through me. Do you believe it's possible? That's your call. That's my call. You know, if we don't get that, we'll just remain one of the groups of people that just talk, 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 and nothing happens. We don't want that. We don't want to be just a religious gathering that talks a lot and sees nothing happening. We want the book of Acts. And it's available. But if you study the book of Acts, every single time there was a speaking of God on the regular basis, on the regular basis, on the regular basis, on the regular basis. And sometimes people couldn't even receive it, couldn't conceive it. It was beyond them. God had to speak three times to Peter. God had to give a, a vision to this guy and send an angel to that guy and speak directly to this guy. But, but I can't underestimate how important it is for you to learn this practical skill of opening up, waiting, and receiving the Word of God, and then acting upon it. Can I hear an amen to that? Amen. So, that's good. So, how does, he, how does he speak? How does God speak? Well, again, there are multiple ways in the Bible that we can see God speak to people. And I don't have time to go through, through them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just list some of them. 
He speaks through the Bible, of course, just like I ex- explained to you. I mean, sometimes you're just reading the Bible, but sometimes some, the verse just jumps at you and it resonates in you. He speaks through his people. Every once in a while, people like Nancy would come, hey, I want to pray for you. Would you mind? Yes, pray, please. And you, they start praying, and all of a sudden, they speak into your life. They prophesy to you. They, they read your mail. They talk to you about what you're concerned. They basically say, I saw you under the fig tree. You go, oh, Lord, my God, you're real. <laughs> this is good. This is good experience. That will get any atheist out of you. So they speak through prophetic. God speaks through prophetic dreams and vision. That's a big one. In 2011, I was working at the Christian radio station. And by that time, I was very skeptical about all kinds of spiritual manifestations because I was raised in a charismatic churches. There was so much talk about miraculous and so much talk about, but I've seen so little reality of that. So I was very skeptical. I was invited to translate a series of messages called Biblical Dreams Interpretation. And I was super skeptical, almost cynical. I said, well, okay, they're going to pay me anyway. So I'm translating it. I'm narrating it for a Christian radio station. I started, but because I, I held my Bible in high regard... Within the first three messages, God convinced me that God has always spoken through dreams at night and never stopped. Then I asked myself this logical question, Lord, I've been dreaming. I've been seeing dreams since my childhood. I can remember dreams when I was six years old. So the scientists tell us that we spend about one-third of our life in our bed sleeping So one-third of your life, God uses on a regular basis to speak to you. And if you don't know He's speaking, you're not. So I haven't been paying any attention to that. So I said, Lord, okay, I'm willing to learn. So I started learning. And it's amazing. The revelations begin to flood into my life through dreams and visions. Sometimes super practical. Sometimes warnings and keeping me away from real dangers. That's amazing. Well... One of the seminars, Neil and I will, will teach you how to understand dreams and visions. Right, Neil? Amen. amen. Neil said amen, so you're my witnesses. So he can speak to you through multiple ways, circumstances, people, prayers, angelic visitations. Circumstances, about circumstances, be careful because it's very often to discard anything because, oh, my circumstances are not favorable, so God must not want me to do it. Not necessarily. Be very careful about that. So it's a, it's a different thing. It takes faith. Just to succumb and to yield to your circumstances doesn't take any faith. You know that? Sometimes circumstances would scream, no, but you heard God said yes, and you need to persevere with God's yes. Does it make sense? You know, this shirt, I realized it looked like the one that Bill, uh, what's his name, Bill Johnson uses. I recently discovered that. I said, oh, those matches. So I flipped it up. So today I have this propensity to speak like Bill Johnson, slowly with big pauses. <laughs> so, so that's my lame excuse, I know. So once again, God speaks to his people always. You're his people. He speaks to you. We need to learn to understand his speaking. He speaks in multiple ways, but let me tell you something. The way he speaks, it doesn't really matter. What's important is, I'm going to tell you two important things about God speaking. And for this, 
First thing is he speaks today through the Holy Spirit within you. If you read the book, the books of New Testament, especially the epistles of Paul, you will realize it's the Spirit of God with our spirit inside of us. So what does it tell us? It tells us that nobody can manipulate us in doing something unless it resonates within us. Does it make sense? It's the Spirit of God within your spirit, always. So if somebody comes to you and gives you all kinds of interesting words from the Lord, don't be too hasty to receive it, okay? Even if three people randomly, without uh, knowing each other, give you the same word, do not receive it unless you, you have this resonation in your spirit, okay? It's very important because Satan can use people to speak to you. And what, what it also means that God speaks to you through his Holy Spirit within your spirit is that ultimately you're responsible for what you're going to do with this. Cricket. <laughs> you're responsible. So open up, ask the Lord to give you a word. But if you receive the word, this is it. Now you're a steward of this word. What are you going to do with this? It's up to you. That's important to know. But here's the, I think, is vitally important thing that you need to understand about God speaking. I want us to read the same verse, the next verse of uh, the scripture that we started with today. Yeah. So he said that in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times in various ways. But listen, that was in the past. What's now? Now. But in these last days, and that's today, he has spoken to us by his son. So just remember this forever. God speaks to you by his spirit, in your spirit, but always, always in his son. What does it mean? His son is the ultimate revelation of who God is, his character. His son is the ultimate revelation of his love for you. His son means that when he speaks to you, he will never condemn you. Never. He will never accuse you. He will never put you down. He will never humiliate you. He will never shame you into something. Neil Haney. Neil, how, how long have you been pastor before 2012? 20-something years of a ministry, full-time ministry, Christian ministry, seminary education. But by 2012, so much stuff started coming upon Neil. And he heard what he thought God. God called Neil in the middle of the night. That's what he thought was God. And told him, Neil Haney, I've given you so many chances. I've given you so many times of grace. You let me down consistently and you exhausted my grace. You're done. You're going to hell. There's no more help for you. Goodbye forever. And he hung up. Was that God? He thought it was. Don't think you're smarter than him. I don't think I'm smarter. And that's the reason I, I, that's the reason I insist every time we preach, we bring forth the gospel. We hear God speaking today, not like people heard him in the Old Testament, but always in his son. 
always in his son. In his son, he looks at you and he says, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Not because of you, but because of my, the only begotten son who, may, who became the firstborn son. And because of it, you're my son now. You're my daughter now. I'm happy with you. I'm happy to see you. I love you so much. Can I hear an amen today? Thank you. So God will always lift you up. God will always strengthen you. God will always increase your faith. God will always give you hope. God will never deprive you of hope. Never, ever. That's why the, one of the characteristics of God speaking today in His Son, He shows bright future. Amen. He gives hope. I don't know how many times I should say that, but I will say that. So that's very important. So please, if anybody approaches to you with the Old Testament kind of words from the Lord, do not receive it. If you receive it, you open yourself up to something else. I, I responsibly stated today before you. Neil, can I hear your amen to that? Yeah, your senior pastor is like, we, I know we're about to, we, well, anyway, yeah. So please, 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 please. I'm kind of heavy today, but that's okay. That's okay. You'll survive. I'm finishing. So I told you what it is. God speaks. I told you why. We need it. We need it because he wants relationship with us and we want relationship with him. We need it because we want to join him in what he's doing in this community. We know that he speaks by the Holy Spirit within our spirit and in his son, in the context of the love relationship manifested in the gospel. But one final thing, and I kind of said it already, but I'll say it again. Every time God speaks, you will know he speaks. You will know he speaks. And it will be a call, it will be an invitation to do something, to act, to act, to step in faith, to do something. Personally and corporately, that's why we need to pray as a church because God seems to be doing something in this church now. We need to receive specific words from God. What is it that we need to do? What is the next step? He, he's often revealing only the next step. He's often uh, not showing you the whole picture right away. So please, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, let's pray together as this church to receive the, the word for the next step in worship, for the next step, what we do with children, for the next step, what we do in preaching and sermons, so that we would be moving, we would be joining ourselves to God, we would be moving together with Him, and we would begin to see His hand. All right? All right? Okay. So the time God speaks uh, to us is the occasion for us to begin adjusting our life and orienting your thinking to Him. Derek Young will be preaching soon about that actually God speaking often creates a crisis in our life. And it's difficult and it's hard and it's like, uh, it's, but the ultimate outcome if you respond well is going to be amazing. You're going to go to the next level, from, from glory to glory, from, from one level of experiencing God to a whole new level of experiencing God. That's what God speaking in your response does. You know, I, I'm almost done. Uh, <laughs> that's a bad saying from a preacher, I know. <laughs> the eternity begins when the preacher says, and finally... <laughs> I, I told God speaking, it's, 
Remember, I, I, I apologize. I, I gave this example before, but I'm going to use it again from a different angle. Remember, some of you remember, I told you a story how, I'm, how I fell in love with my wife and how I, uh, well, fell in love with my wife. It happened just like that. Before that moment, we were just friends. Everybody was dating her in the church. She was beautiful. I was ugly duckling. That's fine. So we were just buddies, friends. But one, one day, she just, I don't know what it was, but I, I remember a specific place in time. She grabbed me by the button of my raincoat on a train station platform with a group of Christians. We were waiting for the train. She grabbed me by the fix something on my raincoat, and all of a sudden, I saw her for the first time. I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> were you here all this time? I didn't see you before. Oh. <laughs> And, ooh, and, all this, and all this wonderful feeling started filling me. And I, it felt wonderful. I mean, oh, ooh, you're excited. Uh, and uh, she lived in one part of the city. I lived in another part of the city. So all of a sudden, these feelings started leading me to like, call her all the time and go there all the time and see her all the time. And da, 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 da. But there was an interesting teaching in my church. I don't know where it came from, but it was there like... The, the, the teaching went something like this, like every person has a match from God that you need to discover, find, and this is the one. So I wasn't sure. She, I mean, I loved her, but I, did, I wasn't sure, like spiritually speaking, is this the one? So I decided to figure this out with God. So I, I decided to go to the woods and pray to receive God's word, to have him speak to me, to ask him to give me the word. Is it the one or shall I look for another one? And I did. I went to the woods and I started praying. <laughs> uh, and within 10 minutes, God spoke. I was asking like, Lord, is, is, is it the one or shall I look for another one? And the Lord spoke and he said, you tell me, is it the one? <laughs> Here's the funny thing. After God speaks, you cannot live like, like before. So I knew that I, I actually could not leave that physical space because God speaking was a question that I was supposed to answer at that moment. So I was hesitant. I was scared. I said, Lord, I'm so afraid to say that, but I say, yes, she's the one. He said, okay, go propose. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Like, whoa, whoa, too fast. No, whoa. So here's the thing. That was God speaking was a call to adjust my life big time. But let me tell you something. I never had a dad in my life. I never had a father figure in my life. So I never learned basic things, including responsibilities. So God, as my father, actually was teaching me to take responsibility. Because before God, I say, he... he I took the full responsibility for this choice, and I knew if it's going to fail miserably, that's going to be my fault, okay? So, but I said, Lord, I said, yes, and then I began to see the hand of God. Amazing. I've never planned anything in my entire life. I mean, I was a loose cannon, classical cat kind of person, just did go with the flow, did whatever I felt was good to do as a teenager, didn't do well at school. Now there was a huge project. I didn't have any money. I didn't have any resources. I didn't know how to plan things. I started planning things. You know, it's a big project, wedding, right? She said yes, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's important detail. Yeah. So 
Within a week or a couple of weeks, we had everything taken care of, like the transportation, the, the facility, the food, the wedding dress, the suit, the, all of that money that needed. Like, it was crazy. I've never seen God moving in such a practical, tangible way before. And I believe it all came because I had this word from God. I had this conversation with Him. That's how it works, guys. We need to have those stories on a bigger level here in this church, in your personal life and in the life of this church, all right? Okay, wonderful. I'm done. Before I leave this place, I'm going to give you some practical application. First, practical application. If those of you who take notes, you can take notes. Pray to be able to recognize His speaking. It's serious. Just pray in faith, Lord. I know you speak to me, but I'm busy. I have a lot of thoughts. Help me to distinguish. What is it? By the way, one of the ways he speaks to you is through your desires. Do you know that? That's deliberating. I know that desires can be wrong, but I heard one preacher said that I highly respect. He said like about 70 to 80% of what God's trying to speak to you, he speaks to you through your desires. He actually generates certain desires and longings in you. And even... Yeah, well, I'm not going there. I don't have time. Next time I'll tell you a story about a friend of mine who had a desire. Everybody condemned him, but he pursued that and God used it mightily. Seriously. I'm so glad he didn't listen to people. Well, anyway, second, learn to crystallize the most important questions that you have and bring them to God. Whatever you're concerned of, try to boil it down to a good, good question. Like question that would not be generic. Question... That if it's answered, you would know specific thing about it, okay? And bring those questions to God. It's very important. And even in a conversation with other people, it's, it's an important skill too. Next one, start asking Him to speak to you beyond your life and needs. So I told you that we start with our personal level, with our problems and concerns. S start asking him to give you something beyond your personal world maybe for the church maybe for the community that you're part of next one pray for this church that you're part of in the same manner to show us what he's doing in this community i already said that and here's the super practical one start writing it down i i mean i'm, I'm gonna be strong on this one Here's the thing. I know Neil. He's your senior pastor. He's been keeping spiritual journals for years. And he's been, he's been encouraging you to start the same. Last time I asked how many of you do spiritual journals. Very few people here do. I'm not going to ask you now. I'm not going to bring you condemnation or shame or anything. But please start just today, this week. Buy a notebook. Put it by your Bible. And ask God, God, if you give me a thought or impression or something, let me just put a date and write two, three sentences. Because often God gives you bits and pieces that you need to put together to see the whole picture. But by the time you receive a third piece, you already forgot the first one. I have stacks of journals and sometimes I open them and I see something and I'm blown away. Listen to this. In 1995, I barely spoke English. A guy comes to me, prays for me, and says, I see you living in another part of the world, ministering Christ and his word in another language, in another culture. That I, I had no clue what he's talking about. 
by the time the question was raised, Dennis, would you like to move to America years later? I said, yes, that's part of my destiny. That's part of the things that God spoke into my life. Aren't you glad I listened? I'm glad I'm listening. Thank you. I live in America now. People get to send to be sent as missionaries to all kinds of weird places. I get to send to Ohio. <laughs> all right. And the last one, when you receive the Word of God, talk about it with people that you respect and see how you can start acting upon it. And that would be it for today. Thank you very much. It was long, but I know. But take it to heart. Take it to heart. It's very important. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information about our church, visit vineyardnorthridge.org or find us on social media at Vineyard Northridge.